Okay, hello, welcome to episode 216 of Sap King's Therapy. So, the first game of the season, that is the preseason, is not actually the start of the season. But uh, first game of the preseason is in the books, and uh, it's great to see Kings basketball back. Uh, it there's a there, there's some thoughts I have so far. So, um, before, but before we jump into it, uh, it, it is just me today. Uh, Fong is he's he's feeling a little bit under the weather today, so he's not gonna be here. Uh, you'll you will hear him. Uh, by the end of the episode, uh, because we did record something yesterday, anticipating that he would not be able to make it today. So you will be hearing him at the end, but uh, this is going to be me talking about the uh, first preseason game against the Lakers at Staples Center uh, on October 3rd. So uh, I'm recording this a day after, just because it was a late game yesterday. I had to go to work the next, uh, t well, basically today. So a man has to sleep. So there, I just wasn't able to record and edit and post. So here we go. Uh, one of the upsides, however, to recording a little bit, you do get to, well, at least I got to kind of gather my thoughts a little bit, listen a little bit to like others' opinions. I listened a little bit to Deuce and Mo, a little bit of James Ham. Um, so I like to think I got a pretty good perspective. Um, so the, the Kings did not shoot well. They shot, I believe, they ended up shooting 40% from the field, but like they were 30% for a lot of the game. Uh, of course, the second half was a, an absolute like blowout in the Kings' favor for once. But so that actually boosted up the, the shooting. But like I believe they were like they were shooting 32% at the half, and like they were two of 16 or something like that um, from three. Um, the Lakers were no better. Um, they were. Let's see. I did not write it down. Uh oh, but they actually shot worse. They shot thirty, like thirty-one percent. I think like thirty-one point seven percent was the exact number. And basically, a giant breakfast. You could tell it was preseason. Like the rotation guys, like they were, like it, there's not much you can really take away from this because they're just ramping up. Like the stars and the rotation players. Uh, the way I describe it is that it just looked like they were just getting into the rhythm of things, trying out new things, like. But okay, let's talk about like just the team overall in general before we get to the really good stuff, which was the bench unit. So the Kings' offense ha now has a bit more structure. Like the main thing I notice uh, about the new Kings' offense is that the ball is not sticky at all. Now, by what I mean by that is last year, you would pass it up top and a guy would kind of dribble in place and wait for a screen. Now, they still do kind of do that, but... It's not like they're just waiting up top for a screen. Like if the screen isn't coming like within say a second, they're gonna move, they're gonna swing it across, and then like some sort of action will happen. Like they would just pass the ball around the perimeter trying to look for an opening, and like they would try to, you know, make a play with the big man. Like it just it just felt like the offense had more structure. Like they would pass it to the high post or they would pass it to the perimeter and a screen would basically immediately come. So the ball just doesn't feel sticky. Like it doesn't feel like a guy is dribbling way too much without doing anything with it. They're not dribbling in place. Ball movement overall, I thought was good. Um, I still don't love kind of the freeze drive nature of some of the plays where you have a play being run and like you have like the ball being swung, but let's just say, but on the other side, no one's really doing it. They're still kind of standing around. 
although in this game they were able to get triple penetration and once you get triple penetration like that's when kind of the good stuff start to happen the ball movement sings a little bit and like the players start moving around but overall like it's a lot better from what I've seen from past years where it just feels like a, a guy is constantly running pick and roll and they're just waiting for the screener and the offense would just stagnate really badly. But overall, I really like the offense so far. Let's see if that kind of sticks. No pun intended, like, you know, the, the ball movement. Uh, pace was super fast, although this I feel like is more pace with purpose, I like to call it. Like, Last year, I felt like they would just end up playing a little too fast. And what ends up happening is that they would just like kind of rush something. But instead this, or like they just wouldn't go fast enough and they would just kind of advance the ball into the front court. But the defense is already set up because they didn't go fast enough. This was a good enough mix where like they threw, they got the hitter head pass. And then if there wasn't an opening, they would reset. And then the offense, again, would just kind of flow from there. It just felt a little bit more purposeful. But, you know, this is the honeymoon period. We'll see if this is like a real thing. And, you know, if you if the Kings would create more advantages that way. There was a nice mix in this game, for sure. Um, the defense, I felt, was all right. Like, it, they gave up a lot of... They, st they gave the Lakers a lot of easy buckets. Like, the one guy that sticks out to me is De'Aaron, like, guarding Westbrook, just getting blown by by Westbrook to start. Like, it, he's he's got to turn it up on defense. Like, it, it was awful, like, to start. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, this is the kind of Fox we're going to get on defense. I don't think we're going to be doing anything. But, however, he did pick it up, uh, to pick up the intensity. And, you know, hopefully, like, we get that version of Fox more because the one to start where he just – a, a complete matter or just getting torched by Russ. That was like really, really ugly watching. Give credit to Russ. Russ was good this game. I really like the way Russ played for the most part. Granted, he's on the other team, but like still, he, he was good this game, I felt. So, you know, the defense, it's a work in progress. The rotations aren't crisp either. Like there was a play specifically in my mind, I think in the first quarter where, you know, they double team, I forgot who was down low, but like they pass it out to the perimeter and Casey Alcala is like, just not really, he, he, he didn't rotate early. Uh, like he waited until the pass got there before he even re remotely rotated and let, and let's an open three. I don't remember if they made it or not, but the communication isn't there yet. We'll see if that improves, but like the outside of honestly, like De'Aaron, I think the defense is pretty good. They did a good job of collapsing the defense because the king or because the Lakers have no shooters so like they collapsed really well they helped they you know got hands on balls for forced a bunch of turnovers so like there's a lot of good stuff going that way but it's definitely a work in progress um speaking of the defense this was one of the weird uh, things come like when I first saw the tweet from James Ham Jason Anderson Casey Apollo was the was the fifth starter so you had Fox uh, Herder, Barnes, Apollo, and Sabonis. Now, like we haven't heard much at all from like Casey Apollo. He well, he wasn't he wasn't in Sacramento until pretty recently, so that's kind of why you know we've been hearing a lot about Chima Moneki, Matthew Dellavedova, and those guys, but not much on the KZ front. So it was very surprising when all of a sudden, like, oh, he's starting. And the main concern with him starting is that are you going to have spacing on offense? Now, we, we don't have really have the answer to that yet. They did clock the lane quite a bit because he wouldn't shoot. But on the other side, I really like what I saw on defense. He's really intense uh, on that side. And I think he can be a real disruptor. 
Um, like, granted, I want to see, like, LeBron and, like, AD attack him more. There was only one possession that I remember, like, where he guarded AD and, like, he bothered AD into, into a miss. But granted, I felt like that was AD missing more than more than what KZ did. But overall, like, I love his energy. I just, I, he's going to be very disruptive and could be a force on that end. But there's not enough of a sample size for me. And, you know, I haven't looked at his Nigerian team uh, film. I haven't looked at his Stanford film. So I don't have that much. I just don't have that much of a uh, sample size. But, like, I want to see, like, next game. They're going up against Portland. I want to see Dame attack him a little bit more. Like, I want to see, like, maybe Anthony Simons attack him, Jeremy Grant, see how he holds up against those guys. But, like, he was really, like, disruptive, really just intense out there. And, yeah, there's a lot to like about it. The offense will have to kind of figure itself out. Like, he did have one uh, he did have one basket where it was a really nice cut and Sabonis found him for a layup. But, like, he's going to need to prove that he can shoot. And we don't know if that's a thing that he's going to be able to do just yet. So let's see what this turns into. Uh, I like what I see from KZ so far. KZ so far, but this could be just like Mike Brown trying stuff out. Um, let's okay, let's get to the good stuff. The bench unit. The bench unit had Davion, Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, Trey Lyles, and Rashawn Holmes. Now, that the the crown jewel of that lineup is Keegan Murray, the number four pick. Now, Keegan, like he had a really good game. And the weird thing I always like say about him, even like during summer league. He would, you know, all, pretty much end every game with 20-ish points. But it always felt like he wasn't doing anything. And it's not in a bad way. It just feels like he just does it in the flow of stuff. He doesn't force stuff. And, like, watching this game, I, now I knew he was scoring, but I didn't know he led everyone in scoring or the entire Kings team in scoring. Let me see if anyone on the Lakers scored. Yeah, he led the entire game in scoring, but it didn't feel like he was forcing anything. It didn't feel like you know, he was dominating the game or anything. And it just, he just does it in the flow. Like, I just don't notice him being able to like, you know, be able to put the ball in the bucket. And honestly, it felt like every shot he took, like just went in. Like he was really, really good. And the 16 points he scored, it just felt like, it just felt natural. If, if that makes any sense. Like he's not trying to force anything. He's not doing multi-dribble isos. Like again, with the with the offense like having the ball not being sticky at all, he he's either like, you know, doing something like attacking, attacking, shooting a shooting a jump shot, or like, you know, moving the ball immediately. So like he just does it in the flow of stuff. And he basically just slept walk to 16 points. And this is gonna be interesting. Is he gonna is he gonna be able to replicate all of this while like playing with the starters possibly at some point is like, cause if he can, he should, he should be the front runner for the rookie of the year. And the Kings are going to be really, really good because you can rely on him. Now, granted, he is a rookie granted a bit of an older rookie, but he just, he just does. He just produces out there. Like if he can somehow like just do this, like the Kings are good. The Kings are going to surprise a lot of, t a lot of people because now you just have a guy you can rely on each night to be kind of just consistently producing. Now, outside of the stars, which I did want to see more of, I want to see what happens like when he's playing more with Sabonis at Fox, like where he doesn't have the ball as much. But like just from everything I've seen from summer, from the California Classic to now, he basically will just like average, like, you know, in the mid, 
like I'm ex- like I originally expected him to average around 13 points, but if he can get up to like 16 per game, that is a huge boost to the Kings. And let's see. And I think he's only he's only going to get better because he is playing with guys like Sabonis and and uh, and Fox, where like they can create for him. He's not a great creator, but the offense doesn't need him to create. But if he can just kind of fill in like the scoring holes and again just make stuff happen and just produce, this could. This could be become something. Like he he's a he's a threat to shoot. He you know he's I don't remember much on defense. He did make some plays, but I don't I don't really know what to think of his defense just yet. But like he's gonna be really good if he can just do this. And the Kings in turn are gonna be really good if he can do this. Now let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about the bench unit. So uh, when Sabonis was in the game, like they did a lot of handoffs and a lot of screening action, and like they did. They basically ran the offense through Sabonis and like have him be the hub. Now, when Rashad checked it, I felt like the offense kind of shifted a little bit, and like the lineup surrounding Rashad, it's basically four shooters and Rashad just kind of setting screens and just like trying to kind of run the ball through him. But like, of course, he's not Sabonis, but he is kind of they run a, a certain a version of the five out, but. And, like, they basically just kind of screen and roll with him, but it's not, like, the stagnant type. And they switch the offense, and, like, they they, they make... They, they run certain plays to kind of try and get shooters open. And, like, Malik got open on a few on a few of them. Like, they got him going to the basket, but they just didn't make shots. And the reason why I bring up, like, the offense switches, this bench unit, I think, is going to be very viable um, with just... Again, like there was a lot of controversies about controversy about Keegan not starting. However, if you have Keegan like running with Rashawn, like and you have four shooters surrounding Rashawn like that, this could be a very viable offense if you can if they can just kind of like make some shots because that that was the issue this game they just couldn't make shots. That I think you like with the starters you can run a really like fluid and and kind of just really efficient offense with Fox and Sabonis, but also off the bench, you have you have a very good roller, a, a very good screen and pick and roller or screen and roller. And then you have like just shooters all around him. That's a very viable kind of two, two offense strategy. And while like, you know, a lot of people were complaining about Keegan not starting. I think this, I think if in my head, this makes sense because you want shooting around Rashawn being kind of the lone five. And so you can just, optimize the amount of spacing and create as much advantages as you can so i thought that was really interesting um we'll see if keegan starts because like he he probably should but i can see this version of the king's bench making sense because like this doesn't work with casey apala because casey is not a shooting threat he's not a spacer so if you have like two guys who are non-shooters that can make it tough on the offense but I feel the I feel with Sabonis, you can make that work with the starters because you know he can utilize KZ a little bit more. Okay. All right. So the next part I want to talk about. Um, so the bench unit. Um, so like we the Kings basically played all, every single player. Um, like I think every I think every player played at least six minutes. Now the third, the third unit and the fourth unit, they brought a lot of energy. Like Chemezi Metsu, like I always said about him, like he he cherishes his minutes and plays hard as hell. Like he was making hustle plays. Matthew Delavadova was making hustle plays. Ken Bays was making some like hustle plays. It is a very hustle heavy team, and like they they could make something happen. 
I don't know if this will mean anything, but like they're it, it's a it's a very energetic bunch. And you know, like they could be kind of that ener that they could like, you know, be a spark plug off the bench a little bit. Like, you know, in, in nights where like say the starters and maybe even the second the second unit, the bench unit just isn't doing it. You could kind of plug one of these guys in. I could feel like they could be the spark. So that's my main takeaway from the third and fourth unit. Um, yeah, my next note here. Okay, so I already mentioned the stars and the rotation guys didn't really do anything of note. Everything's just everybody's just trying to get into rhythm. Um, but ultimately, I there's a lot to like about the bench unit. The starters, I wish played a little better because. You know, that's kind of that's gonna be the team that's gonna play the most. And you know, I like if they're if they're not gonna perform well, it almost doesn't matter as much like what your bench and your third and fourth units do did because you know this was a close game. In fact, the Lakers led for much basically the entire first half, but once the second half uh started and like they started with the bench with the second unit, like they brought the energy. And like I don't love the the somewhat lethargic feel of the starters and the rotation players. It just it does feel like a little bit same old Kings energy. But once like the second and third units like started playing, a cert, there was a there was a paradigm shift, if you will. And like energy, there was just more defense. They were forcing more turnovers, and they were just making stuff happen out there. So like I want like Mike Brown did did a lot of stuff where they call timeouts when like you know early in the quarters like when he saw that players as particularly the starters just weren't bringing the energy and then like right out of the timeout they start running more movement they start playing harder like i want to see more from the starters but of course it is the preseason like there's just so only so much you can take away from it but again like I, the lethargic feel from the starters and particularly from Fox to start. Again, I mentioned his defense was terrible to start. Like, he is the head of the snake. He's got to establish that pace. And we need to see more from Fox. And even, again, it is the first game. I get it. But he needs but he needs to bring it. He needs to establish a tone. Or either that or Sabonis needs to set the tone. But again, it is the first game. There's nothing to freak out about. But that's what I really, really want to see from uh, Fox and the starters. Okay, that's that's pretty much all I have for the for the game. I, I can talk a little bit about the Lakers. Le, this, look, there's going to be a caveat. Okay, this is preseason. LeBron looks like he might be taking another step back in finishing. AD was really good. Uh, Russ was really good. Kendrick Nunn was good. And but their bench unit is ass. <laughs> After those guys, it's not it's not a lot left on the bench. So they're gonna have to figure something out. Uh, but you know, like Lakers. They do like I ultimately I think the Kings could surpass them if like things go the Kings' way. If the Kings catch a few breaks and LA just implodes, like maybe we just don't get this version of Russ, you know, when the season starts. They could totally implode. And that, you know, that's where the Kings could kind of sneak into that play-in range or like even the playoffs. So like I think I think the Kings could definitely overtake them, but they do have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But like Ben Golliver brought up a great point. You take out Sabonis and Fox, and you take out AD and uh, AD and LeBron. The the Kings arguably have the better team. And you know, again, not saying that the Kings are going to be are better than the Lakers, but there is a chance they could finish higher. And we'll see how that goes. Um, ultimately, it's just fun to see Kings basketball again. Okay, 
Uh, just quickly recapping some news around the NBA. Evan Mobley is injured. He's out one to two weeks. Uh, the Suns lose to the 36ers, uh, Australian team. They're not even the Australian national team. They're just kind of a, a mid-tier, maybe a, a like lower upper tier of the uh, of the Australian league. And they like I don't take them much away from because it's preseason, and I watched I only watched the highlights, and like just from the highlights, they those guys couldn't miss from three. Like there's only so much you can do when like the other team just refuses to miss from three, and it it wasn't like they were easy easy shots. There were some, but a lot of them were just guys hitting thirty footers, and there's only so much you can do. And like that's where that's really where it should have ended. But Devin Booker went on Instagram and basically tweeted out the. Uh, LeBron press conference uh, after game six of the 2011 finals, where I, I think, I think it's been remembered a little bit unfairly. Basically LeBron said that, you know, people who hate on them have to go back to their own, go back to their own jobs. And like, you know, they have to go back to life. And it is a, it is a, it is a petty, petty comment. I don't think it's as like spicy as people make it out to be. But the point I'm talking about, this is Devin Booker, if he just stay quiet, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, like, sure, that comp that post is basically saying, like, well, whatever that you know, haters can say whatever the hell they want. It ain't gonna bother me. But the fact that you posted this shows me that it bothers you. And like, you know, I I, I know that players are on social media and it's unavoidable, okay? Like you're gonna you're going to like hear the noise and it's on you to tune it out. I know it's really, really hard, but like, just don't, you know, just focus on your game. Like, don't worry about, the, don't worry about this shit. And of course, don't respond to the criticism, like, unless you got a really good comeback. And this was not a very good comeback, in my opinion. So just, just leave it. It's okay. You're, you're fine. You like, I don't expect the Suns to really do anything in the playoffs this year, just because I, I don't think they have enough at this point. <laughs> like they're, they're, a, they're an emotionally broken team and like there's bad vibes all around. So ultimately, like, I don't think they're going to do anything, but like, they're not as bad as like people are making them out to be. And this was definitely overblown. Again, the, the, the team did not miss from three and they did what they could. And like the starters only played that many minutes. Like who cares? Who cares? Who gives a shit? I know like game seven really put a sour, sour taste in our mouth and they, it does not help that they followed. Like that was the last game they played. And then it comes to this game. But ultimately, just just play basketball, and whatever happens, happens. Don't respond to the criticism book. Okay, that's all. That's all I have for you know basketball. Uh, after the commercial break, you'll actually hear me and Fong talk about the uh, 49ers beating the Rams, and you know, Niners fans were very happy. Um, just judging from judging from Twitter, it I almost felt like you guys you guys just won the Super Bowl. Um, congratulations to you guys for beating the Rams, and. You know, I, I guess I wish you guys the best, but you guys are truly insufferable. And Fong, kind of, Fong, you know, he he basked in the glory and, you know, he talks a little bit about the win. And uh, so, yeah, please enjoy this after the commercial break. Okay. All right. We're going to dive back into the past here because we, I want to record this because I can't record right now for the Kings game. So while we have Fong here, uh, let's, uh, talk about the cake. Let's talk about, uh, the 49ers because you're the 49ers fan. I'm not. So this is only, it's only right for you to talk about the 49ers win over the Rams today. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much 
defense really carried us all to the end. Um, we had a nice D-bowl, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, touchdown. Uh, let's see, who else scored a touchdown? Oh, gosh, I always forget his name. He was our second or our backup um, running don't, back. Don't expect, don't expect me to help you on this one. I don't know the, I don't know the roster, so <laughs> this, this is on you. <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Jeffrey Wilson, there we go. Jeffrey Wilson. Like, congratulations to Jeffrey Wilson. This is the first time I've ever heard about you. Overall, like, you know, from what I've from what I've seen, lots of uh lots of Debo praise and some Jimmy Garoppolo in there. Uh, who do you think was the MVP for this game? I mean, I kind of already know your answer, but yeah, the just defense. gonna ask that. The defense, <laughs> not Debo. Not Debo, the defense. <laughs> All right, break, break it down for me, the defense. I mean, I, I was not, not going to lie. I want to say we're the top of the league, but to be a little more humble, I think we're top five. <laughs> so you said so you said top three, but to be humble, you said top five. Yeah, uh, because pretty much uh, we got pick six, and, you know, that pretty much sealed the game, I'd say. I mean, we were already, what? 14 and nine by the end of the third, I believe. And then we scored another, um, you know, the pick six and uh, what you want to call it, a field goal. And, you know, pretty much that was pretty much game. Rams uh, in general didn't, didn't play. I mean, they played well, but they were really hindered from our defense, if you could say so myself. So, okay, so he, so here's the thing. I did check the score in the fourth quarter, and I believe it was 13 to 7 or something. I think something like that. And so, let, so you know, be honest. Were you worried at all that the Niners were going to do something stupid uh, for the Rams to come back? Were you worried at all at the beginning of the fourth? Yeah, not going to lie. I was a little. <laughs> I can't really trust that Jimmy that much anymore. Uh, but you know he pulled through. No, no picks from him, so that's good for sure. Um, other than that, you know, I was expecting a pretty big game from Cooper Cup, um, which I mean, he what had a name, big, by the way, Cooper Cup. <laughs> uh, he he did have a big game with 122 yards and 14 receptions, but uh. No touchdowns. I mean, in general, the Rams didn't score a single touchdown this game. Only three field goals uh, from the first, second, third quarter. Okay, so this is going to be like this is this shows you that I'm not really a football guy. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn here. So stay with me. But uh, so, fuck. What was my question? God damn it. Uh, Just (laughs) just fucking forgot it. Okay, well, I, I just lost my question, so yeah, I, I don't know. Transition to something else. Uh, so, who who do the who do the Niners face next week? Oh gosh, <laughs> you gave me that question. Should <laughs> you know? Should I know? I should know. Uh, but, but, but. This is, so. See, this is why we're recording right now when Fong is quote unquote conscious. We, so we were talking sure. about he might be a little too tired to you know record tomorrow. This is why, which is why we're recording this now. <laughs> and this is this is good fall. So yeah, yeah, there you go. This is this is good fall. So we're playing against the Panthers. Uh, next uh, Sunday. 
All right. This Sunday. So, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll, I guess the only real question I have for you now that I still can't remember the question, I'm trying to stall for time. Uh, do they beat the Panthers? Panthers aren't doing that good, if I remember right. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to beat them for sure. Oh. Whoa. Even like, you know, fit, falling at 50%, like that, the confidence, the arrogance and that, and the tone of voice there. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. They're, they're playing Baker Mayfield. And he's not too great of a quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, but Fong I'm trashing other players. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm, I'm going to say that our defense is going to carry us again. Uh, hopefully we get some uh, sacks on Baker Mayfield. And uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to get sacks. I'm hoping we're going to get a lot of sacks what, is what I mean. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, Niners are gonna get a lot of sacks. They are gonna beat the shit out of the out of the Panthers, is what Fong is trying to say. I did not expect that level of confidence. So, all right. So the, lock it in. Uh, Niners beat the Panthers. They are what two and f- three or two and four right now. Uh, which McCaught? The Niners or Niners? Pan- Why would two. I care what the Panthers are? <laughs> or two and two. Two and two. Oh, two and two. Okay, so. Okay, so you guys aren't like in the dumps. Like after last week, I thought it felt like you guys like a family member died or something. So I mean, we were one and two <laughs> last week. Yeah, but you know, from like the sounds of it, it sounded like almost you guys were the Raiders or something. So it, it was yeah, just that's true. <laughs> it was it was it was a bit down in 49ers world, which that's that's not a bad place if you're not a Niners fan, honestly, because yeah, I'm I'm reading Twitter right now. They you guys are throwing a virtual parade right now for, yeah. for beating the uh beating uh the Rams. So, you know, congratulations to you guys. Enjoy that victory. Hopefully you guys get to actually no, not I don't hope for you guys. I don't hope bad things for you guys like right now. I don't hope you guys get another victory lap again for quote unquote beating a shit team, according to you. But still, you know what? Oh. I, I, I don't I don't wish anything bad on anyone. I hope you guys have a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, Rams are Rams are good. They're you know, they're the champions. They are the champions. They are they were the Super Bowl champions. They beat the they beat the Niners to, you know, get to the Super Bowl and actually win the Super Bowl. So, you know, a little bit of vengeance. I, I get it. But you gotta do it in the playoffs. Yeah, and we'll see who we face uh when the time comes, if we ever make it that far, which I have faith now. Okay. All right. So this, so this is the football section. Hope you guys enjoy this little extra thing. Uh, th- thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will catch you guys back. Uh, hopefully, maybe before Sunday, uh, game. I don't know yet. Maybe we'll do a game in between. But hopefully, you enjoy this. You know, essentially, kind of back to a, a, a preview for the season, if you will, because this is kind of the well. I don't want to say the unofficial start of the season, but this kind of is like you know. You know we're 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 getting we're getting the appetizers ready. You know for the for the three course meal that is going to be the regular season. So this will be kind of more of what we usually do for new listeners. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be basically back to a regularly scheduled soon. And yeah, hopefully you know you guys stick with us for the entire season. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>